Is Julio Rodriguez officially experiencing the dreaded sophomore slump, or will he be just fine making him a stellar buy low candidate? Lock on in as Matt and I talk about the best sell high and buy low players on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my co-host, my partner in crime, my best friend, Matthew Arne. Thank you, my favorite hype man. Um... Yeah, there we go, brother. Of course, of course, you deserve no less. Uh, Guys, if you are listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way to help the podcast, and we truly, truly appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, please press the little bell below. It subscribes you to the channel, gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And once again, if you're on YouTube, please be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you guys. I am excited today about today's episode. It's a great one. I know you guys love these kinds of episodes. Because today and Matt are talking about the best players to buy low and sell high on. We're going to start with some sty, uh, sell highs featuring the likes of Julio Rodriguez, Corbin Burns, and Aaron Nola. And Matt, which one are we going to go with first, my brother? Take the lead, please. Yeah, well, I mean, since we brought up Julio Rodriguez at the jump, you know, let's just start off and start with the biggest name possible. With everybody worried about Julio Rodriguez. Um, first off, let yes, us sir. let's just make a blanket statement. We are not concerned about Julio Rodriguez at all um this kid is just absolutely talented and i don't think there's going to be a sophomore slump it is just not in the cards quite honestly i think that that he's going to bounce back and here's my evidence right so julio rodriguez last year in march april right 81 uh 81 played appearances 73 at bats nine runs four doubles six ribs no home runs yet nine stolen bases which is stellar 30 strikeouts to seven walks, which is atrocious, batting at 206. Then in May, he came in and smacked, smacked everybody around like uh, like Mike Tyson in a ring with, with a 309 average, hit six home runs that month, 17 ribs, had another five stolen bases, and did his thing. And that pretty much was just his story all the way up until a cold August. And then he smoked the ball again in September and October. So... My my concern, my, my thing is, I think Julio Rodriguez is just a slow starter. I don't foresee him being, you know, this sophomore slump that everybody is scared of. And quite honestly, too, I was just looking over his last couple of days, too, of when I could finally see somebody start really about to take off. In the last nine games that Julio played, um, he had five hits, five uh, five games where he had a hit out of the out of nine. So that's more than fifty percent. That's telling me, he, you know, there's an indicator of somebody that's trending in the right direction. Um, he's had two home runs in those nine uh, in those nine stints, and what one and one multi-hit game. So 
it makes me feel like Julio Rodriguez is about to break the threshold. The ball is it's about weather's about to get warmer. It's going to be more comfortable for players to play. The ball is going to start flying out of the out of the uh, park a little bit easier with the humidity coming in. So I really do think that a lot of things are playing in Julio's direction. So what I think is Julio is a great buy low right now, and I think that if you're not trying to at least scoop him up and get Julio, there. You're, you're doing yourself a disservice. At least shoot your shot and try and get it. I don't know if somebody's willing to do it. Um, they're stupid, but, I mean, capitalize on people, you know, f- uh, f- being frantic and super worried about it. And definitely talk them into being worried about it. <laughs> That's Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board with you, Matt. I think he's a – Julio Rodriguez is a great buy low candidate. But let me play the bad cop here for a little bit. You played the good cop. Let me put on uh, my bad cop hat here. The last two weeks, Julio is, you know, six for 40, which is, you know, um, a 150 batting average, only four runs, two homers, three RBIs, and one steal. He has six steals on the season. He's been caught stealing four times. He was only caught stealing seven times last year, Julio Rodriguez. And I think it's a great point that he was a slow starter last year. But you probably played a really, really steep price for Julio if you have him on your team. I'll say this. It's... If I'm the, I have Julio in quite a few of my leagues. I'm personally not super worried worried about him. It would kind of take a blow me away type offer to get him, you know, off of my team in any of the leagues I have him in. But we have a few names coming up later, and I don't want to, you know, spoil it yet. So make sure you lock on in for the whole episode. And you know, there's some names here that I would say, hey, package a couple of these guys together and throw it towards the Julio owner and see what they say. Um, I, we're, we're not really uh firing up the worryometer but if i had to on julio i say maybe like a two if this continues for another month then we're talking about a five six range so right now julio is a great buy low option let's move on to that next buy low option somebody we teased at the top one uh my personal favorite players it's corbin burns and with corbin burns you know the the velocity is down a little bit this year and it is a little bit worrisome the strikeout rate is is way way down from what it was last year uh, I'll read you Corbin Burns' numbers here over the, you know, over his first seven starts. It's a 3.86 ERA, 39 innings, only 32 Ks, which is super uncharacteristic of Corbin Burns. A 1.13 whip, which is still pretty solid. But once again, like, you know, Julio, you probably paid a very, very steep price for Corbin Burns. I'm not super, super worried about him here. I was going to throw some, uh, you know, buy low offers, but the person I saw that has him in uh, one of my leagues is not somebody that is known to really trade a lot. So I didn't really, you know, throw that offer out there, but I think there's brighter skies ahead here for Corbin Burns, you know, coming up, his FIP is actually pretty high. It's a four, three, four. And, you know, we talk about FIP sometimes here, it's fielding independent pitching, kind of an ERA indicator shows you where the ERA probably should be. So I guess he's been having some luck there with the defense and stuff like that. He might not be the Corbin Burns of the last, you know, three years. Maybe it's a low three ZRA. I'm hoping the strike up strikeouts come back up. Maybe there's something with his mechanics that's a little bit off. I need to do a little bit more research on that to give you a definitive answer. But Corbin Burns is a buy low candidate. You know, once again, package some of the guys we're talking about later together and, you know, see if you can get Corbin Burns while there's still a chance to do so. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, Corbin Burns, I mean, here's the deal. You're, what you're going to have to pay for him isn't going to be nowhere near what the person that drafted him paid for, essentially, right? That draft price versus what you're going to be able to throw out there for him is going to be a lot better. 
Um, so way I look at it is you might as well give it a shot. I mean, what's the worst that happens? He has the mid three to low three ERA versus the sub two that we're a sub three that we're used to. And he gets you a K per nine at least then. I mean, I think that's a win for me. Right. So Corbin Burns is definitely somebody I want to just, you know, try and scoop up and see what I can get for him. Right. But let's move on here. Um, let's talk about Mr. Aaron Nola real quick before we have to hit a break. Um, Aaron Nola is somebody that does have me on the Wario meter quite a bit, um, but he's still at least worth a shot of scooping up. Same argument I just made for for Corbin Burns in terms of what you're going to pay for him versus what you pay, what you're paying for him, uh, what they paid for him is in a lot better price, um, especially with the names that we we're going to throw out later. Plus, you really think about it, and I'm looking at his game splits from last year versus this year. Last year, April, March was kind of rocky, too. He had a 3-9 ERA through March and April, May a 3-2-7. Um, and then in June, 2-5-1, July 3-6, August 4-2-2, and then a 2-3-6. He still had a great season last year, even with a somewhat slow start. Granted, his numbers are not that great. It's a 4-6-4, which is just unreal for me and he doesn't have a k per nine so this is why i say he's a great buy low so even if he is 65 percent of himself you're still going to have a better pitcher than most of the waiver wire guys you're going to get throughout the season as we get deeper into the season so aaron nola is definitely a great buy low just on that standpoint alone i think honestly like a like somebody we're going to talk about later i'm going to give the tease is justin Steele. I think that he is probably somebody you might be able to float that some somebody's way for Aaron Nola and possibly be able to scoop him out on from under him on the cheap. But Dom, take it away, Aaron Nola. Well, before I give my uh, take here on Aaron Nola, I would like to talk about um, you know one of our new sponsors that we're very excited about, and that is FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Here is no better place. Uh, FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. It's America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bu- bonus bucks back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can wager on everything from money, the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And as always, we want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Look out for a new episode tomorrow where Matt and I are introducing a new episode, which will be a start and sit episode. So lock on in. That's going to be a great one, guys. Make sure you are back here tomorrow. And also, make sure you lock on in for the second half of the episode as we talk about some players to sell high on featuring Cody Bellinger, Justin Steele, and Tyro Estrada. But all right, guys, let's, uh, you know, keep things pushing over here. Let me give uh, my little Aaron Nola take. I'm with Matt. Not really worried about Aaron Nola here. 
I mean, I'll say this. He has 42 innings pitched on the year, only 33 Ks, and he hasn't been under a K per nine since his rookie year when he only pitched 77 innings. So I know Aaron Nola is going to get back over that K per nine. We're going to see some big 10, 12 strikeout games. The whip is, you know, always been solid for Aaron Nola. The ERA, on the other hand, I'm, I'm not going to guarantee you that his ERA is, you know, going to be fantastic the rest of the way. It might be a low fours, high threes ERA. Aaron Nola has been known to do that in certain years. Him and Corbin Burns, I'll, I'll be honest, I think Corbin Burns is going to finish a lot closer to Aaron Nola than, you know, he will, let's say, like um, uh, Alcantara, whoever else is at the top right now, to be honest, uh, blanking on the names that are at the top at the moment. But, you know, they're both great buy low opportunities. Let's move on to our next guy here, and that is Mookie Betts. So with Mookie Betts, the thing is, you know, if you play on Yahoo, Mookie Betts has that sneaky second base eligibility, which makes him a lot more valuable than he is on other platforms where he doesn't have that eligibility. And Mookie Betts is off to a little bit of a slow start. And if you guys haven't noticed the trend, we're talking about guys that have done it for multiple years that we know we can rely on, that things are just going to get you know back on the right track. Honestly, if Paul Goldschmidt didn't have that three-home run game yesterday, we'd probably be on this list right now too. But the guys we're talking about are have the caliber of doing things like that. And for you know pitchers, it's either one great start or you know um, these hitters, you know two, three, you know good games in a row, and they're right back where they need to be. So you know that's the name of the game. And I'll, I'll give it up to my brother Matt. He's been playing that game very, very well. You know, with a couple of our leagues making a lot of big trades that are just paying off in the long run because that's what you that's what you do in fantasy baseball. Any fantasy sport is you buy low and you sell high. Mookie bets on the year. He's played 33 games, 126 at bats, 22 runs, which is great. Nine doubles, which is great. Six home runs looks good. 19 RBIs looks good. You know, only one steal, and he's been over double digits every year since 2015. 254 batting average, and you know he's a career 292 hitter. I think he'll be a lot closer, uh, you know, to that. And you know, just buy low, Mookie Betts. That Dodgers team is going to be a lot better. He's leading off for them. I, out of everybody we're talking about, I think Mookie Betts is probably, if not the best buy low option, right up there with uh, any of these other guys we're talking about today. Yeah, for sure. Mookie is somebody that you know what, even with this last week, which is going to make him his price go up just a tad which he had five runs, two bombs, eight ribs, and batting 333, so it looks like he's turned in that right direction. I'm still willing to give up a little bit more for Mookie, being that he has a track record. And if you're playing on Yahoo, that second base eligibility is just outrageous. Um, and, I mean, quite honestly, outfield is not that cheap this year either. So, I mean, he's just a steal all around. So, you know, definitely try and target him. I you're, You might have to give a little, up a little bit, but to be honest, if you're struggling in one of those two positions Mookie Betts would be a solid ad but let's move on here let's talk about Mr. Starling Marte Marte is off to a slow start um the thing is I'm not really surprised I really didn't think this was going to be his year but again it's the same argument I have for Corbin Burns and Aaron Nola you're not paying or you're gonna wait they paid for Starling Marte he is not going to stay this bad either he's done this for years so things that I can see improving for him Obviously runs because he's on the Mets. Obviously batting average because the guy is just a good, you know, hitter, right? Ribbies are going to be, you know, typical low ribby numbers. That's not going to change. And you're not going to see no 20 home runs. You may see 10 this year, maybe 12. Yeah. Um, stolen bases, you know, I could still see him stealing, you know, 
18 to 20 because he already has nine on the season. So he has a little bit left in the tank. So there is a bounce back for him, but just not of that caliber that people thought he can maybe get back to in the 2021 year. So Stalling Marte is a great buy low option right now, especially since, like I said, outfield is not that great. Yeah, Matt. I, you see, I, I know, I know you're not a Stalin Marte guy. So when I was writing the show notes, I was like, "Yeah, Matt's Matt's gonna hate this one." Uh, but you actually were a little bit more upbeat about him than I than I thought you were going to be. So I do appreciate that. But I'm a little more optimistic, uh, you know, on Stalin Marte. I think he could still have, you know, 90, 90, 95 runs. As Matt said, that Mets lineup is very good. He's been hitting second in that Mets lineup. The thing is, okay, they haven't been they haven't been as good as expected, but I, they're going to be very good. That Mets lineup isn't going to be kept down like this, you know, the whole season. Pete Alonso slowed down. Lindor has been off to a rocky start. I think all these guys are going to pick it up and you know are going to come together. You know, finish very very strong. And you know, Marte last year he played 118 games. He had 18 steals and he had 16 bombs. So if you keep that pace, he could, you know, still be around 20 home runs. I think the steals, he's going to be a lot closer to 30 than we expect. And the batting average, Stalin Marte is a career 288 guy with, with 4,900 at-bats. So he's going to be a lot closer to that 288 than to where he is now at 213. I think you could really get, out of everyone we talked about, you could probably get Stalin Marte for nothing. You could probably go talk to the Stalin Marte owner and, you know, uh, name almost any of these guys that we have on the sell highs. You could probably trade any of them for Stalin Marte at the moment if, if you're savvy and you talk about it and, you know, you're just a good salesman uh, like my brother Matt is. But let's transition into, you know, some sell high type of guys. And, you know, uh, we got a lot of big names here. So, you know, um, you definitely want to lock in for, you know, all of these names and, uh, you know, follow through to the end of the episode here. First up, we got Justin Steele. I mean, boy, oh boy, has this guy been fantastic. Uh, 43 innings, 5 wins, 36 Ks, a 1-4-5 ERA, and a 0-9-5 whip. Um, if, you, if you tell me that you saw this coming from Justin Steele, I'm, I'm probably going to have to call you out on that and say, no, you didn't. Because I don't think one person in the industry was talking about Justin Steele, like, you know, uh, over a top 60 starting pitcher. So the thing with Steele is he is 27. There is a chance that, you know, he's figured things out and he's going to be, you know, a very good starting pitcher for, you know, the rest of the way. But the thing is, is remember who remembers Pablo Lopez from the start of last year? Matt, I know you do because I know you had Pablo Lopez last year. His first 10, 12 starts, very similar numbers was a sub two ERA. The strikeouts looked good. The whip looked good, but he didn't follow through to the end of the year. So no matter what kind of league you you play in, He's not going to, you know, even if he has a mid three ZRA the rest of the way, uh, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to be as good as it is right now for you. So I think you take a Justin Steele, you package him with something else, you go get you a Corbin Burns, you go get you an Aaron Nola, who I think for the rest of the season, not including everything they've done so far, just about their next, you know, what, 28 starts, I, I would bet my money that Burns and Nola are going to be better than Justin Steele for the rest of the way. That's just my opinion. I think – I'm not saying Justin Steele is going to be bad. Don't misconstrue it, but I would sell high for, you know, to get me one of these guys that are coming into the year. Burns was a number one. Uh, Nola was around my 10 to 12. I just think that they're both going to be better. Go out and make that move now. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. I mean, Steele was like a waiver wire guy last year. There's no way that nobody really – was when yeah. he was on anybody's radar – to just come out of nowhere and just be like, boom, here I am, guys. I'm a top 15 pitcher. No, that doesn't work like that. 
The proof is in the pudding. These guys flare out. So sell him before his before his light flares out. And before we continue and talk about the rest of these names, such as like Cody Bellinger, Eduardo Rodriguez, Theo Estrada, and Yandy Diaz, we just have a couple of sponsors we need to talk about. All right. So let's move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Cody Bellinger. Um, Cody is just absolutely mashing. Here's the deal. This one is going to be a tough pill to swallow if you do decide to sell high. You can get a hell of a lot for him, though, because he's performing like 2019 Cody Bellinger, where he had 34 home runs, batted freaking 305, and just was like, you know, the Dodger glory, like the guy that was just outrageous. And, it was 47 home runs and 34 doubles. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong year. 47 home yeah, runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking actually at the 34 doubles. Durr, good job. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you're good, but I just I didn't want to sell Cody short. Yeah. So he's looking like he's on pace to that right now with already seven bombs, Um, you know, batting 300, doing his thing. And the Cubs have been just lighting, lighting the whole world on fire. So this is great. Um. It also kind of is proof in the pudding because, you know, the two years prior to this year, right, 21 and 20, he got hurt. It wasn't even the COVID season that shortened the season. He got hurt. I think he hurt his shoulder. Uh, started 2021 late because of the shoulder injury, working his way back. And then last year was his first full year really batting. I, I, it could have been another injury, but I think it was the shoulder. Um, I'm going to check for you, brother. Yeah, I'm on thank it. you. Definitely fact check me there. But – then last year was his first full year. I know that for for a fact that it was first full year after being injured for so long that now, hey, maybe this is his get right year and boom, this is just it. We shall see. But here's the thing. If you do want to trade him, you can get a lot. Like you could probably get package him and yeah, him and somebody else for like Mookie bets, and they'll probably do it. Um you know, it's outfielder for outfielder. They'll want to trade down. You could probably just scoop up Mookie on the cheap with Cody Bellinger, in my opinion. That's just how I look yeah, at so it. The, the the crazy thing that I I should have I should have did a little more research on uh on Cody here. He had numerous injuries in 2021. Uh, this is actually crazy. In 2021, he bruised his calf and fractured his fibula in his left leg. That caused him to miss over a month. And then he came back and he played two weeks, uh, had tightness in his left hamstring. That cost him another week and a half. And then in September, he went out for a week with a fractured left rib. So that's what caused him to miss a lot of the season. And maybe that carried into 2022 as well. But I'm I'm still not convinced that he's going to be able to hit 300 and – He's already got nine steals and seven home runs. His career high in steals is fifteen. So I mean, I'm not sure. I'm I'm just I'm just a big caveat on uh, just sell like you said. Sell, you could sell him for Mookie Betts, or you could even like you could trade Cody Bellinger for Stalin Marte and another piece and like um, a mid tier starting pitcher that's you know um a pretty good. Let me let me see if I could pull up a name here for you so I, I can give you guys some like actual. You know, uh, players Gilbert. that you can go out and target. You know, Logan know Gilbert, you, Kirby. Yeah, you can go get yourself. Yeah, like, Matt, you're killing it, brother. Yeah, go go. Yeah. If someone's got Stalin Marte and uh, yeah, 
I'll be I'll even no, nah, that's maybe a little too high. Kershaw might be a little too high, right? No, nah, he's he's smoking Kershaw, the ball Kershaw's right now. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah like, I know, I know. Like these second year uh, players, second maybe, year pitchers that are underperforming, like like the two guys I mentioned. All right. Shane Bieber, maybe. Matt, I I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you have Cody Bellinger, mm-hmm. would you give him up for Stalling Marte and um oh my god, I just had him. Uh, Blake Snell. No. Really? Okay. Okay. No. You said Starling Marte. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, would you? I I, I, I'm trying to see a baseline here. I'm trying to see a baseline. Um, let's see. Like, I would do it for Aaron Nola. Um, straight up, I would do that yeah. for. How would you? I, I would. You'd have to package a little bit more for Corbin Burns, but. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. But you could probably get Cody Bellinger for Mookie Betts, and yeah, like a little piece, yeah, yeah. and you probably scoop him up too. You know, it just depends. Like, it'd be a nice. Nice thing, even if you had Seal and Cody Bellinger, which is possible, probably wouldn't be a bad pack. Yeah, just go yeah. and get Mookie Betts. I agree with you on that. But yeah, let's uh, let's let's keep. Pushing, but all right, hey, let's bro. keep pushing here. Uh... Yes, sir. So next up, we have uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, and oh my God, would I like? This is another guy that there's no way I I'd bet the house uh, that he's not going to keep this up. That he's he's 30 years old. That he, nobody has a uh, except Joey Manessis. Nobody has a breakout at 30 years old. Uh, on the year, you know, Erod has a 181 ERA, seven starts, 44 innings, 39 Ks, and an 078 WHIP. It's just not feasible. It's not it's not going to happen. He will not be this good the rest of the season. He has a career 405 ERA and 992 innings. He's over a K per nine, so that K per nine might actually pick up. But uh, yeah, it might. And but there's no way the whip is that good. He's never had this good control. It's a one two nine career whip for you know Eduardo Rodriguez. There's just no way it's not happening. You know, you 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 package him uh, and Bellinger. Go get you the Mookie Betts. Go get you the Corbin Burns. Go get you the Julio Rodriguez. Uh, this is basically you know why we do these kinds of episodes to let you know, hey, these guys, it's not feasible. It's not. It's not possible for them to keep continuing to do what they do. So maximize their value while you can and go get guys that have done it for four, five, six, seven years. When especially when we're talking about a Mookie Betts, a Marte, a Nola, Burns is maybe the last, you know, three, four years. And you know, Julio's just that young stud that we know what he's capable of. So once again, I'm I'm out on Erod. There's absolutely no way he continues to do this. It's just it's not happening. I completely agree. I mean, there's this should have happened like five years ago. Like when he first got yeah, called that's what out. We yeah. Like there's no way. He's and I don't even want to hear oh, he's been injured or anything of this sort because I mean he's another flanges guy. But Erod just is not this good. I'm sorry. His time has died and passed and shoot completely gone. All right, let me let me stop crapping on the guy. Let me move on here. Um let's talk about Mr. Theo Estrada. Um another guy I really did not see. Tyro. Whatever, Tyro, 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 man, Theo. <laughs> I I love the whatever. I love that. Yeah. All right, Mister Estrada. That's how I will address you formally. Um, it, it's just having a monster season, and this is completely out of nowhere, and is not going to stay. Um, he's not going to be horrible either, but he's not going to be this good. There's no, there's just no way. Like with 
23 runs, six six home runs, 14 RBIs, nine stolen bases, batting 346. I'm sorry, you don't go from 260 to 346. Like, that's just not in the cards. You do not get that much plate discipline in any which shape or form. That's like trying to tell a two-year-old um, from a one going one to two years old that you know you're you're just going to be so much more advanced, okay? And they advance like like rocket ships, and they're not that advanced, okay? So Theo Estrada is definitely a, a sell high, one hundred percent, especially since he has second short and outfield eligibility. Like those leagues that have like like corner infield, um, <laughs> center uh, center infield. Um, outfielder in general. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. I'm again, it's late. Um, and then just in general, the the value between second and outfield, you can dump him off to somebody that is missing out on that. And shortstop, like I will say for the rest of this year, is like a like like there's slim picking out there. There's nobody out on the waivers, so everybody's holding on to him tight. You could probably dump him off for real cheap and get yourself somebody that's really playing nice. That's gonna have a better season at the end of the year, Theo Estrada. Matt, you, you know who can really use Tyro Estrada right now? The I was I was gonna I was gonna say some choice words, but uh, you know it's a family friendly podcast. The New York Yankees that uh, drafted him, they could probably use uh, Tyro Estrada. You know that had him since he was uh, 17 years old in 2013. You know, uh, well done, Yanks. We we could have used a guy like him out there on the field. As you said, I don't think he's going to be bad, but is he's not going to hit 346. Um, the power, I don't know how real the power is. I mean, he's still 27, so there's a chance that he's, you know, made some, you know, uh, man-body improvements and, you know, put on a little more muscle. Um, I won't even lie to you. There is a chance he could go 2020. He had 14 bombs in 140 games last year, had 21 steals. So there is that chance. But the batting average is going to come down. He's going to have a nice little cold slump, you know, two, three-week cold slump where the batting average comes down. I think he's more of a 275 type hitter. So, once again, it's not that we think any of these guys are going to be really bad except Eduardo Rodriguez. But um, a guy like Estrada, sell high. Get the value that you can for him now because, once again, you could if you could package Estrada and Justin Steele for Mookie Betts, I'm doing that all day long. It's just that Mookie Betts has the track record of being an elite player. Tyro Estrada does not. And, you know, Justin Steele, once again, he's not going to be bad either. But if he pitches to a mid-3 ZRA the west of the way with a, you know, like a 110 whip, it's just it's it's still not going to give you as much value as a Mookie Betts is going to give you at second base where he has, you know, 30-plus bomb upside, 10 steals, uh, 300, close to, you know, 290 batting average, and the runs and RBIs that he'll produce in that Dodgers lineup. So once again, sell high on Tyro Estrada at the moment. He's not going to be horrible, but he's not going to be this good the rest of the way. And um, this guy doesn't have a lot of name value. Our last guy of the day, it's Yandy Diaz of Tampa Bay, that Tampa Bay team. We all know how good they are. But he's not having a, a breakout year at age 31. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. You know, I mean, I know he's been great so far. Uh, leading the AL in runs right now with 29. He's already matched his total in home runs from last year. He has nine home runs this year. This is a crazy stat. Last year, in 137 games, Yandy Diaz hit nine home runs. And in 32 games, so it's 105 less games, he's already matched his home run total from last year. I don't think he's keeping up that kind of power unless he's got some juice and he gets popped for, you know, a little steroid action, which is, I don't know, could be possible. And he's got 19 uh, RBIs. Once again, we're talking about Yandy Diaz. 
Uh, I actually love the play discipline from him, to be honest with you. He's a big walks guy. He's 20 uh, walks to 21 strikeouts. So the batting average in OBP is probably, you know, close to legit. He's actually been a decent batting average guy. His whole career at 281. I just don't think the power is real. He's not going to contribute any steals to you. The RBIs aren't going to be huge. So he's really a runs and batting average type of guy. But capitalize now on him before, you know, this production kind of falls off a cliff. Yeah, I mean – Seriously, thing. Yanni Diaz does have a name value, but not in the way you think. He was yeah. everybody's favorite waiver wire pickup in 2019. And the guy just got hurt. And then guess what? Everybody drafted him again the next year. And then the guy just got hurt. And then he got her again. He's almost, you know, actually, to be honest, it's the case of the Diaz's too with the Montesis in terms of flanges because the guy just can't stay healthy. That's one. So even if he can keep this up, it's not going to last because he's just going to go out for the rest of the year at some point. Anyway, Yanni Diaz also, I mean, just really never was a power guy. So just it is what it is. We'll see what happens. This is yeah. going to deflate. I mean, it is what it is. My thought is get sell him while it's hot so that, you know, you're not stuck holding the bag when he gets hurt for the umpteenth time in his career. And just feel feel good that you just left that landmine on somebody else's team. Yeah, Matt, I'll be honest. If he hits nine more home runs the rest of the way, I'd be shocked. I mean, it's possible for him to get to 18. He's had a 14 season, so like four more really isn't out of the question. But is he going to do it between now and the time he gets hurt, which is probably tomorrow? I don't know. So we'll see. I mean, that's just how I how I'm treating Yanni Diaz. You know, it's it's oh my god, just move every twig out of the way as he walks, and maybe he won't twist an ankle and be done for a couple months. But Dom, I think before I, you know, get a defamation yeah, we'll lawsuit, you know, um, you take it away. <laughs> yeah, guys. So you know what? Uh, that is all for us today. Uh, you know, please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. And just a, a big thank you to our everydayers and new listeners for making uh, Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. You know, once again, lock on in with us tomorrow as we're, you know, experimenting with a new episode and we would love your thoughts on it. It's going to be a start or sit episode. So give us your feedback, you know, whether it's on YouTube, uh, Instagram, you can email us. Uh, pretty much any way that you can get in contact with people these days, you can get in contact with us. And, you know, until then. Peace. See you.